Hey there, I'm Jess Jordana, copywriter and brand messaging strategist for online business owners and your host of the Feel Wealthy Show, the podcast that has basically nothing to do with any of that, but also everything to do with it at the same time. See, all of us listening are pursuing some version of more. Maybe it's why you started your business, or maybe it's why you find yourself constantly dreaming, what if? But in this pursuit of more, I've found that we're absolutely starving for examples of those of us who are soaking in, celebrating, or even just noticing the more that we hold right now. I believe you can have it all, and I believe I can too, but real talk, It rarely comes all at once, and quite frankly, magic is easy to miss in the making of it. So on the Feel Wealthy Show, I'm bringing you alongside myself and other successful people as we explore a tangible, concrete meaning of wealth that not only changes our lives, but also changes our days as we practice feeling it now instead of holding out hope for later. Hey, Kelsey, thanks so much for joining me on the Feel Wealthy Show. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here. I am excited to have you. And I just have to gush a little bit because I was telling you in DMs, this episode feels so special to me because you are so special to me. I don't know if you remember, you probably do remember because we've talked about it before, but to fill everybody else in who is listening, Kelsey was one of the first people that I was like, DMing whenever I started my business and she had no idea that she was doing this, but she gave me the confidence to actually like call myself a copywriter and like, be like, yeah, I am doing this business thing. It's an actual thing. It's not just like a cute little business or whatever. So I just wanted to start out by thanking you so much for that. And it just feels like a full circle moment that we get to chat together today. So I'm really pumped about it. Yeah. I'm so excited. I remember you were, yeah, you were teaching and being like, can I do this? And I was like, "Uh, (laughs) yes, you're already doing it. You are. And yeah, just so exciting to see everything that you've grown into since we first met all of those years ago. Yes. And you as well. So in case anybody hasn't met you before, can you tell us like the, in a nutshell version of who you are, what you do, how you got here, all of that kind of stuff? Yeah, absolutely. So very quick, I have a background in graphic design. So I have my BFA and MFA in graphic design. I was in corporate for about three years doing stationary design. You'll still see some of my hand lettering in Target, which is one of my like claimed. Oh, that's so fun. Yes. Um, <laughs> And I was growing my design studio while I was in corporate. I took it full-time in 2016. I had always been outsourcing design when I was too busy. And so I slowly grew it into an agency. And then when I had my son in 2019, I had the agency completely running on its own, basically without me. So that was one of my, like, I learned how to like outsource everything to team pretty well. And that is when people were like, how are you doing this? How are you scaling this design agency? And so I inadvertently got into business coaching for designers, which then turned into business coaching for all types of service providers. And so I grew what is now the Align Business Academy and the Align Business brand. And the agency has since shut down. I put it on pause last year and never turned it back on. And so now I'm just in the aligned business and yeah, helping service providers scale their businesses in really aligned ways to their lives. I love that so much. And also casually running a flower farm, right? Oh yeah. Casually. (laughs) 
casually. That's on my feel wealthy list. Yes, I love it. That's one of the things that I love about you so much is I feel like you have these like little pieces of your life that you kind of just like take on as your whole personality. And it's like one of my favorite things about you. So, okay. So super helpful to know that background. I'm curious, when was the first time that it struck you and you thought, oh, wow, I'm doing this thing. I'm actually making money with my business. Yeah. So I was on a boat in Florida It was 2017, (laughs) right around Christmas. And so I have this story where I was like crying on Christmas because I had all these client edits like a year before, literally. And so it was like the next year where I was like back in the same place where I was like feeling so terrible before and then back in the same place. And I remember like we were around all of these like mansions on the water and I just like fell into this like wealthy essence. Like if you've ever been in the Miami area and been on the boats in the intercoastal, it's just like the amount of wealth that is just surrounding you is it's just palpable. And so I remember being on this boat, like looking at all of these mansions and I had just hit my, a $16,000 month. And so I had had a really terrible summer where I had $200 in my bank account. And I just kind of like balls to the wall was like, I am doing my business. And I just remember like looking and saying like, I can't believe I just made $16,000 in one month, especially from like three months prior, only having $200 in my bank account. Mm -hmm. And that was like one of the most palpable moments where I was just like, wow, I'm, I'm really doing this. And like, this is the kind of money that like changes lives and yeah. it just continued to grow from there, honestly. So were you like crying happy tears on the boat because of I that or the year like, before all, you were crying on the boat? Was, I was crying sad tears the year before. Okay. 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 <laughs> so, uh-huh. Just to give you a little context, my in-laws yep. live on the intercoastal in Florida. So we were on okay. their boat and we go there for holidays. So this is like a normal, like being on the boat in the intercoastal is like a normal experience that okay. we get to thankfully with their gotcha. Yeah. 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 I love that. So whenever that hit you, what do you, I mean, if you can make it tangible, what did that feel like? Like, was it like I, a sigh of relief? Was it like a, Oh my gosh. Or how did that feel? It was this like inner calm that like anything was possible. And mm-hmm. I just remember being like, wow, if I could turn things around in my business and like create this amount of cash flow in this short amount of time, like I almost just like tangibly could feel how close like all of my wildest dreams were because of mm-hmm. that. And I, it was just this like internal peacefulness. I was like just sitting on the boat, like looking, and I was like, I can have one of these mansions one day, like, mm-hmm. which never felt like, I mean, I don't really want one of those mansions, right. but <laughs> it just like the like proximity to wealth felt tangible yep. for the first time in my life. Mm, I love that. And I love that it was, it felt tangible and more proximal, not necessarily because it was $16,000, but because of the turnaround that mm-hmm. you were able to make, like, it's more of the, the like, action and ability that you held versus the specific dollar amount in your bank Absolutely. account. Would you agree? Like I knew, I knew I was able to turn anything around and that belief in myself was the biggest gift that mm. I think that moment could have ever given me. Mm-hmm. I love that. Okay. So kind of along the same lines, 
on the flip side of that, what is a money kind of struggle or mindset that you've really had to work through in your journey toward where you are right now? I would say my, I don't know if this is good or bad, but like, there's always more where it comes from. Uh uh And so because I have been able to cultivate that experience of like, okay, I can just go out into the world and create money um, Mm -hmm. because I've been able to do it so many times in my business. I have a tendency to sometimes like be like, oh, I can like future Kelsey can afford these things. And so I will like spend the things and invest like, and it usually Mm -hmm. does work out. But I think that that is a mindset like, I am trying to get more, I guess, financially wise. Mm -hmm. I have been trying to do that and actively working on it as I've grown my business instead of just being like, oh, sure. Like I can afford that. I'll just go have another launch and like kind of feeling Mm -hmm. instead of like investing um, more the spending, I think has been something that I need to continually work on. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. And I also think the definition of investing evolves as we get further and further into our businesses. I think in the beginning, it makes absolute sense to invest in your business itself so that it can grow. But then there comes a point where you're like, okay, I want to invest in things outside my business so that my mm-hmm. business isn't the only thing that creates cash flow and things. I know yeah. we've talked about that before in terms of real estate and things like that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And I definitely think I've like over, not over invested, but I've invested a lot into my business and it became almost this yeah. like habit of, you know, high ticket masterminds and all of these things where I felt like I just like had to have some of these expenses in order to be the business owner that I wanted to be. And like mm-hmm. looking back on that, I'm like, I maybe didn't need to invest like all of in all of those things in the way that I did. But th- those are some of those lessons that I'm learning to be more financially savvy. And like you said, real estate is something that we're going to be getting into in the the near future. So yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. And I don't know about you, but I also invested a lot early in my business and I think I kind of used it as a skirting around self-trust kind of thing. Granted, I did gain a lot of self-trust because I always got something out of every program that I joined, but I think it was always like, oh, I want to get to the next level. Oh, I'll join this program and that'll do, do it for me kind of thing. Yeah. And, and so the I tricky think, thing is, is a lot of times it worked. <laughs> so yes, it's just it's yes. balancing, it's balancing that. Like yeah. I think sometimes like investing in different programs and coaches and things has been like a huge catalyst and push where I'm like, oh crap, like gotta make this work. And I do mm-hmm. like, just because that, like, I'm always going to get the things out of the investments that I make. Yeah. We're all learn sure. lessons from them. So, yeah, but it's more about who the investment made you become versus the yeah. investment itself. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Okay. So before we get into your feel wealthy list, can you give us like an overarching definition of what abundance and wealth really means to you? Cause I feel like it's different for everybody. Yeah. I think there's a sense of freedom of choice in my life that I get to experience that feels so freaking wealthy to me. Mm-hmm. And it is, mm-hmm. it's, based in a lot of privilege growing up the way that I grew up. And it's based in a lot of the the business that has afforded me the life that we're able to live now. And 
choices are just something that like I get to make. It's not like I'm forced Mm -hmm. into corners. And so I think Mm -hmm. that like my version of wealth is being able to make those decisions and not having to financially worry as much as I think a lot of the general population does because of finances. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you feel like this question just popped into my brain and it's not fully formed yet, but do you feel like freedom of choice once you had that you had to cultivate your ability to make decisions like because there's one element of choice where it's like oh great I have all these choices but then if you don't decide anything you don't get to experience like the results from those choices Mm, I do think I've always been a very like decisive person really okay knowing me I've always been like, here's my future vision. And like, I am making decisions in alignment with that. And so Mm -hmm. I've always been like, I've had my five-year plan and different things. And so I'm like, Hey, is this decision helping me get to this place? I don't feel like I'm a person who waffles in decision making and I'm more like, okay, let's get to the action taking for better Mm -hmm. or worse. But that is not, I think that that is more my personality. Yeah. Do you think that has to do, because you're a manifester, right? Like Mm -hmm. my husband who, I don't know if manifestors generally have a resistance to human design or any sort of personality test, but Presley definitely does. But it seems like because the decision-making is on the front end of the process and it's more of that initiating that that would be the part that comes more easily to you. Do you think that's true? I'll also say, so in my chart, if we're going to get into human design here, all of my (laughs) other than my sacral are defined. And so I think that that's really weird because there's nothing like like from the outside that is influencing the decisions or anything. Like they're all defined and very like, this is what I stand for. This is what I'm doing. And so I think I just have this natural personality and human design kind of backs it up that like, I am just going to be who I am. And that is, Mm -hmm. that is it. So that's awesome. A unique thing about me and my human design for sure. For sure. Yeah. I think I'm the polar opposite of that. (laughs) I'm like, I think I'm going to do this thing. I think I'm going to be this person. Is everybody else okay with that? Can we like have a meeting? Is that fine? (laughs) And so one of my, this is actually going to be the title of my future book, but it's, this is who I am now. And it's saying that I say all of the time. And it's like literally how I started blogging. It's how I became a business owner. It's like, I just decide who I'm going to be. And I say, this is who I am now. And I am that person and I act as if, and it's just like, that mentality has gotten me everywhere in my life. And so I have chills at that (laughs) title and I like feel tears coming for you because I feel like that is so you. And like, Mm -hmm. that's what I said, like with your flower, like your flower farm and all of that, like, it just becomes your personality. You're like, I am a flower farmer now. This is, I know. This is like I, I bought some seeds. I sprinkled them on my lawn and now I am a flower <laughs> farmer. <laughs> like literally what happened? <laughs> oh, I'm dying. That is so funny. I do feel like I have qualities of that in me too, though. It's like, 
oh, I like put a layer over my t-shirt. I'm a stylist now. Like this is just who we are. <laughs> so <You> are. <laughs> I love it so much. Okay. So let's get into the actual feel wealthy list. So if this is the first time that you are listening, the feel wealthy list is something that I started in an effort to feel the wealth that I have already created, the wealth and abundance that I have right now, instead of just wishing for it later or waiting for it to happen later. And so I started a list in my notes app that was basically just things that I already have that make me feel abundant, extra, special, wealthy, like all the things. And so now I am going to interview Kelsey about her list. And I know that she's so good at kind of like finding these things in her life. So I'm excited to hear her. So give us what is number one on your list. Yeah. So I just was like looking around me and the first thing I was like, Ooh, okay. I am getting my Olipop and Uh these are these like natural sodas, but they're like $3 a can. And so they're kind of excessive, like spending $3 (laughs) for like a soda. But that is like one of my, like, I always have them in my house. Like they're in my little wine cooler in our bar. And like, Mm -hmm. I have my special like Olipop fridge. And so Mm -hmm. I guess that's pretty extra. (laughs) Yeah. I also feel like, so I don't know if this is the case at your grocery store, but at mine, you have to pick them one by one. So it's Mm -hmm. like, you got to add up in your head. You're like $3, $6. (laughs) Yes. I started getting them on Amazon in like 12. Oh, nice. Okay. So they're, but they're still $3 a can, even if you order them from Amazon. So it's not saving much doing that. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like it kind of is like the, you feel like it's sort of a guilty pleasure, but it's also like kind of healthy. So you feel good yeah. about it instead of it being just like a regular soda. But I do feel like, cause I could just chug diet Cokes all day, but I feel like it's like yeah. this special moment. Where I'm like, Ooh, I'm going to sit down mm-hmm. and have my Olipop. I was like, I'm having my Olipop for the feel wealthy show. And it just like, yes, I love it, it. it feel very special. So yeah. Do you have a favorite flavor? Is it that one? I think the orange creamsicle I ran out, but this mm. is like a very, this is the strawberry vanilla and it is a, a second favorite. So yeah, I love yeah. that. You have a wine fridge. Yes. So we, I guess this is like another huge, like feel wealthy moment is that we moved into our dream home in Mm -hmm. January. So literally when my husband and I got married, we were like, what would be our dream experience uh, to live in? And we were like, we'd be on acreage in the country. We'd have water in some way. We would have like just something I've always wanted is like really tall ceilings, just a lot of like space space in our home. My husband wanted a barn when I, when I was like, okay, fine. Like we'll build you a barn one day. But we literally found like our dream home that has the barn, the acreage where we have an acre pond and we're on a river and mm-hmm. we have like 11 foot ceilings. And oh my gosh. it's just like, we have this bar with this wine fridge and like everything that I could have ever imagined is like, it's, it's here. So yeah. But that's major for us. Tell tell the story of how you actually got it. (laughs) So we'd actually purchased, like we were going to go build a house. So we actually purchased land in a totally different area of Cleveland. We had a house like plan that was like, we had the contract, we had the house plan, like everything. And I just didn't sign the contract. I was like, I'm not ready to sign Mm -hmm. this contract. Like I want to 
just wait. Like I was like, I'm going to wait till the spring. This was like kind of in the summer fall. And I was like, I just want to wait till next spring. Like I don't feel fully ready to commit to like breaking ground. Right. But we had the Mm. land, like we were pretty committed to this whole experience. It was more about like when we were going to do it. And Mm so I was on a trip to Dallas for a mastermind event and this house came up, which is this house. And I saw it and I was like, oh my gosh, this is like, it had the barn. We wouldn't have to build one. Like the property we had purchased didn't have water on it. I just thought that was like, I was going to give up like for my dream. Like, I don't know. And so this had the pond and it like backed up to the river and had hiking trails all throughout the back. It was on a a small country road, but major enough that it has foot traffic. So I could like have my future flower farm, which was like always like something that I wanted to do. I, I couldn't tell from the pictures how tall the ceilings were. So I was like, okay, this is going to be a deal breaker if this doesn't have tall ceilings. And so I saw this house and I was just like, Hey parents, Hey Todd, who's my husband, Like, am I crazy for wanting to go look at this house? And everybody was like, no, like, you're not crazy. Like, I was like, okay, I'm not. And so I literally like called my realtor when I I got off the plane and literally went straight to the house. I saw it and we put an offer in by the end of the day, because it was like everything we would ever dreamed of. And to talk real numbers, we saved half a million dollars from what we were going to build. Oh my God. That is so So amazing. That was so meant to be. (laughs) Yes. And to think about like what we've talked about up until this point is that you are a quick and decided decision maker. And so the fact that you felt uneasy about that first one was a huge indicator. Um, Think about that. Crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, Yeah. yeah. So it was. I love that story. (laughs) So good. Okay. So. Number one, Olipop. Number two, your dream home, which those are like totally different ends of the spectrum in terms of size. What would you say is number three? Okay. So I feel a little awkward saying this, but I'm going to go there just because I feel like this is the show to open up about it. Sure. But getting Botox is, oh. yeah. Okay. Tell, mm-hmm. tell us more. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I started doing this after I had my son this last year because I would like, smile. And I just was like, oh man, my thirties are hitting me hard. Let's (laughs) let's talk about this. And so I had a friend who is in California and she's just like, Botox, no big deal. Like everybody gets it. And like Mm -hmm. being in the Midwest, like I'm the only person that I know. So different. And so I was like, okay, I'm just going to like embody future Kelsey. And I think future Kelsey, like does this kind of stuff. And like, I really enjoy beauty and beauty products and things. Yep. And I was just like, I'm going to do it. And I was like, if I hate it, it wears off. Like it's not that big of a deal, but I ended up doing it. I freaking love it. I'm obsessed. Mm-hmm. I feel mm-hmm. like the best version of me every single mm-hmm. day. And yeah, it was That's just awesome. like the best decision I made for me. So I love that. Okay. So my best friend works at a med spa and she also gets, I mean, I'm sure she's fine with me saying, but she also gets Botox. She talks about it openly and is like, you need to get it. Like this is your next step. And I have been in my 
last week of my turning 31 depression. And so I feel like this is kind of a sign. I'm curious, where did you get it? How often do you get it? Tell me Mm -hmm. all the things. So there's a local place, like some of the, I guess I would say like local kind of influencer people, like all go to this Mm -hmm. one place. And I was like, Okay. George style. They go to this place. I'm going to go to this place. Yes. <laughs> I, Cause I had nowhere else. I didn't know where to go, but I was like, okay, if like the people in general are trusting this one place, like I'm going to go there. Mm-hmm. I learned for me, mine wears off around like two and a half to three months, which normal okay. people get like three to four months with it. And so I go every, you know, every three-ish months and mm-hmm. get it done. And I have a really shiny forehead and no crow's feet. And that's that's my life now. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I have a very expressive face. And so I definitely feel like it's starting to wear. And that is so interesting. Do you feel like you have any sort of downtime in terms of like, do you have any bruising or anything like that? I have not had any side effects. So the only like one time is like, I bled a little during, in one Mm -hmm. of the sessions, but like it, was fine. That was it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I love yeah, that. It's not, not, I was freaked out. I was so nervous. Like the first time and I went in, I was like, I'm so scared. Like I've never done this before. And uh-huh. I do a lot of things. Like I got my eyes, um, my eyebrows microbladed and I got my lips yeah. lip blushed. And so I was yeah. so nervous, like getting face tattoos <laughs> and like, cause that's like permanent stuff. Like who gets their face tattooed? Like as my husband, yeah. said, like you're getting right. Like, Dude, you're um, not getting like a tear under your I eye know, or something. <laughs> but yeah, that all of those things, I feel so nervous the first time. And then as soon as they've been done, I've been like, why didn't I do this sooner? Like it was yeah. just incredible. So, and I love those things that like make you feel the way you want to look without a lot of work day yeah. to day. Like it cuts mm-hmm. down on the makeup that you have to put on or like even I would argue saves you money in the makeup department because you just need less of it. But I was going to ask you about the lip blush thing. So doesn't, does that wear off? I think it lasts for like three years, but if you can, I know we're on a podcast, but like, I don't have any lipstick on right now. Yeah. Like they definitely look pink. It's like, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They look pink. So yeah, Mm -hmm. that's That's awesome. But it isn't like that much of a difference where you I don't know. Like you can't really tell. Right. Right. It's not like you have Barbie lips or anything like that. Yeah. I love that. (laughs) Another, just Um, speaking of the face stuff, I do get my eyelashes lifted and tinted. So okay, all about like, I just want to wake up with gorgeous all done. So that was (laughs) the last one. I'm like, (laughs) yeah, you just want to embody that. I woke up like this kind of feeling. (laughs) I'm all about that life right now. So (laughs) yeah, I love that. Okay. I have become hyper aware of how many times I say, I love that because Presley, my husband edits the podcast and he's like, you say that a lot. Do you want me to edit it out? And I'm like, no, it's just who I am. My Whatever. dad used to listen to my podcast and he's like, if you say my journey one more time, I'm going <laughs> to fart. <laughs> You're like, dad, that's just my journey. It's just, it is who I am now. I'm going to say that all the time. Okay. I love it. I am like, I furiously take notes on these things and I don't really know why, but it just is like part of my personality to take notes. So, okay. That was number three. Give us another one. So 
I mean, a lot of this is like my house. So I have nature walks on our trails, being around water, my flower stand. I'll I'll say plants and trees, having them around the house. So this is like Mm. a tree that I grew from like one little leaf and I have like another one. And I just like feel like I'm cultivating my own like indoor oasis with all of my Mm -hmm. plants, which feels very luxurious to me. Mm -hmm. Another one is... I guess, so the family heirlooms and antiques that I I have around my house. So most Mm -hmm. of what I have is stuff that is like passed down from my family. Mm -hmm. And that just makes me feel so, I guess, connected and very like special. Like everything is not like, you're not going to just get this at the Target or the Ikea. Like I can't go Amazon link my dining room table. Mm -hmm. It's like, something my mom had made that like now I have. And so Mm -hmm. even on my fireplace, like I have these silver, they're like not sconces, but like bowls that I have little plants in. Mm -hmm. They're from like my great, great grandpa. And I'm just like, so these like, I don't know, just like family things that Mm -hmm. I just really, really treasure that make me feel happy and good every time I get to look at them. I love that. Yeah. I feel like things that are like irreplaceable is such a different vibe than like getting home decor off of Amazon. And I also, I mean, I'm all about mixing. I have Amazon stuff too. Yeah. Like I have it. (laughs) Yes. My grandpa is like a woodworker, a carpenter, Mm -hmm. if you will. He's also a pastor. So he's kind of like Jesus, but if that's not sacrilegious to say, but he has made so many pieces for us in my home. And he made me, I don't know if you've seen the pottery barn, like console table. That's just like a square of wood. And it's just like super simple, but he made me like a dupe of that, but he puts like a little metal placard on it and he stamps in for Jess from grandpa and like puts a little heart in it and like the year and those little placards have started so many conversations with our like friends that come over and things like that they're like oh my gosh your grandpa made this for you and like it just it is so much more of a connective piece even in your present like relationships and things like that than if I were to have gotten that off of Pottery Barn because I could just say like oh yeah Pottery Barn whatever but instead I get to tell them about my grandpa and all of that kind of stuff so I think that's really fun I think that's something that is like you said so special about the one-of-a-kind things and then especially Mm -hmm. family so yes and you are all about one-of-a-kind things I feel like your chair is a big personality element for you too, which she's sitting in a, what color would you call that as a designer? So in person, it's like a, it's like a light pink, like corally. Okay. I think it shines differently because it's velvet and yeah, it's got some personality for sure. Yes. I love it. And where did you get it? So I got it on the side of the road. So this is where I'm That's like, what okay, I thought. <laughs> heirloom antiques, but I'll also take like trash off of the side of the road. And like, so I found this like wing back chair that was like in pink velvet on the side of the road. Somebody had posted about it and they were like, if you live by this place, like look at this beautiful chair. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm like three blocks away. Let me go in this snowstorm and go load this chair into my car. Like it was like getting snowed on. And so I did and brought it back and it had the four post legs, like a normal, like living room antique chair. And Mm -hmm. I got it reupholstered because it was a little like gross and the Mm -hmm. legs like 
fall off as I was using it as my office chair. And so I put like a swivel bottom on it and now oh, it's like fun. a fancy office chair, but yeah, it started yeah. as like trash on the side of the road. Yeah. <laughs> That's so funny. <laughs> okay. So give us one more so that we'll be at, actually, no, I think we're at five. Cause you said plants and trees. Does that count? Yeah, that's plants and trees. Okay. Does it count? I don't know. You it get totally to decide counts. Your show. It's your Give show. us one more. Give us one more. I'm feeling oh. like we need one to cap it off. Okay. So the ability to have an any, I think is one of the, it, it is. And weirdly, I didn't want a nanny. I mm. actually like love having my kids in daycare, but again, it's just like the ability to have the choices like mm -hmm. I was talking about before, my son is autistic. And so he was getting kicked out of daycares and having a lot of trouble with his emotional regulation. And mm -hmm. so we needed to just have a, a lifestyle switch. And so we're able to have a full-time nanny and that is, it's been such a gift to be able to do that. Mm -hmm. So yeah. I think that is where I'm like, whoa, like I'm one of those moms that has a full-time nanny. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I feel like your lifestyle switch also was complemented by moving into your new house as well in terms yeah. of like just having more access to nature and things like that. And I just think it's so wild how those things tend to line up better than we can yeah. ever. Yeah. We were getting them. the, we were going through the diagnostic process, like right after we moved in. And so it was just mm -hmm. this whole, you know, switching his daycares, first of all, getting his diagnosis, moving into the new house, mm -hmm. just going through that whole, that whole shift. So. Yeah, for sure. Do you feel like the nature and everything helps him? I think so. Yeah. We're able to just, he's like, I want to go outside. And like, we have a yeah. huge driveway where he can like ride his bike and mm -hmm. run around. And he has this like tube that he, like a mesh tube. Like, and so we have these okay. little, not a mesh tube, like, you know, those things that can like crunch down and then it like bounces back up. It's like a big tube. Oh yeah. 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 Like, uh -huh. I can't explain yep. it that well but we have one of those and like we have this little hill in our backyard and he like goes into the tube and like rolls down the hill and like oh, loves it fun. oh so like much. a like a tunnel thing a tunnel tube yeah yes. that like okay collapse, yep and then mm -hmm. it springs back open mm -hmm. very cool yeah. yeah so he can get more of that like gross motor kind of yeah. stimulation and things yep. like and that we just like go on walks and our trails and he loves that and so it's just mm -hmm. been I just That's knew awesome. like being out here in general was going to be just amazing. It's like what I wanted for our mm -hmm. family. And the mm -hmm. fact that we get to have it from this young of an age, because having this place was not something I thought we would have for many, many years. Yeah. So, mm -hmm. yeah. Really crazy so that cool. it all happened so soon. Mm -hmm. Definitely. Okay. Well, I feel like we have a great list here that we haven't heard from a lot of people. Like I feel like yours were very specific. So awesome job there. <laughs> I would love for you to tell us as we're wrapping up, what is one thing in your overall life vision that you're really trying to embrace more of right now? Whew. I would say I'm in a season of I don't know what's next. And so mm -hmm. embracing the peace and the uncertainty of what is next, because I more or less have reached everything that I wanted mm -hmm. to, like, there's still some things that I'd, I'd love to make happen, but I just feel 
that uncertainty, I would say, mm-hmm. in the future and really embracing like peace and ease in this moment and not trying to like mm-hmm. figure everything else out. Yeah, I love that. I feel like the kind of bro marketer message to that would be like, just dream bigger. Like you got to go bigger, but there is so much to be found in like, just sit in it. Like, this is what you've been working for. What is it worth if you don't like embrace it and soak it up? And I know that you know this, but maybe for the listeners, like I did Mm -hmm. build my business to like grow to $5 million. And like, I kind of had this like, go, go, go mentality where I was like, I'm going to grow big. And that is not my MO anymore whatsoever. Like Mm -hmm. I'm in kind of like intentionally scaling back and staying smaller right now. Mm -hmm. I think my son's autism diagnosis had a lot to do with that and just really finding peace in like where we are and not trying to push Mm -hmm. so hard for like, big things. For, like I, I couldn't find the the reasoning behind it other than to push for big things. And so I was like, that's not a good enough reason to yeah. go after that. And so I think it's like finding the peace and what is technically a smaller dream than I have had for many years and mm-hmm. just being really happy and good with that for, for right now. Yeah. But I also think it's still very much so wealth. Like it's still very much time wealth. It is choice wealth, like all of the things that we kind of talked about. So it's sort of just like re-examining, okay, it doesn't have to be the huge revenue number, which we all know is like a top line revenue number. That's not actually what's (laughs) going into your bank account, but it is just kind of redefining that for yourself in each season, which I think is so important. Absolutely. And I do absolutely have that like time wealth is something it's crazy how much time Mm -hmm. I being a mom, mm-hmm. all the things. Like I just, it's a little unrelatable to a lot yeah. of <laughs> like, yeah, this too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So mm-hmm. thanks for reflecting awesome. that. Yeah, of course. So tell us where everybody can find you if they want to connect with you further, anything that you want to want them to know about all that good stuff. Yeah. So please just reach out to me on Instagram. I love meeting new people, making connections there, building relationships. I'm at Kelsey Kerslake. And if I have anything going on, it'll be posted there. So I'm sure you'll see it, but yeah, nothing other than I just want to get to know you and meet you. So come Mm -hmm. say hi. Awesome. Thanks so much. Well, I'm sure we will be talking to you again on the podcast, but I appreciate your time. And I know everybody's going to love this episode. So thank you. Thank you so much, Jess. Thank you so much for listening in on this episode of the Feel Wealthy Show. If you love it here, then be sure to leave a five-star rating or review for the podcast. When you leave a five-star rating or review, you'll actually be entered to win the Feel Wealthy feature of the month. That's where I snail mail you something from my very own Feel Wealthy list as a thank you for supporting the podcast. I'm also a firm believer that the highest form of flattery is a recommendation, so I would be honored if you'd shout us out on Instagram. Be sure to tag me at Jess Jordana so I can gush in thanks in the DMs. It really means so much. We'll be back next week with another episode. Until then, I hope you remember that an absolutely essential part of creating real tangible wealth in your life is choosing to feel wealthy now instead of waiting for later. Talk to you soon.